Um, I don't know how to start a podcast, so... I don't either, to be honest. Welcome, I guess. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome to Speaks with Geeks. The new podcast by Talks to Dorks, where yeah. we talk anything geek, D&D, anything really that's... Anything we want. We want, really. It doesn't matter. We don't just talk D&D, we do other things, so... If you're interested, then yeah. Welcome. Welcome to join. Um, we are going to talk D&D today, aren't we, Tom? We're yeah, going to talk about yeah the we're, we're keeping it D&D themed today. Just this yeah. first episode, the yeah. pilot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, the D&D movie trailer has been recently um, released. I think it was three weeks ago, two weeks ago? Something like that, yeah. So yeah. recent, yeah. Firstly, what what a world do we live in where we're getting a D&D movie, you know? Exactly. Well, there have been them before. I don't know if you've ever seen them. I've, I've not seen anything that would be... The only thing I think, that I think of is the old the, the old Lord of the Rings movies. Is all I can think of. Yeah, so the cartoon ones. So they came out in like the early two thousands, and I remember as a kid, like my dad would take me to Blockbuster, you know, and he would basically say, you know, you can go 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 pick a movie, I'll pick one, and we'll basically have like a movie night or mm. something. And then um, often would be the case that either I or my dad would pick a few of the Dungeons and Dragons movies that had been yep. recently released or like released a few years before, and watching them. I enjoyed them as a kid, but I didn't really understand. I just knew uh, from my dad. I just knew that D and D and D was a thing, but my god, they are absolute trash. Are they? They are awful. They where? Are awful. What are they from? Are the eighties, nineties? So, uh, hold on, let me see. Yeah, found it. So basically, it was literally called Dungeons and Dragons, and it came out in the year two thousand. Oh, all right. Okay. So a real cast. Jeremy Irons, so the same guy. Jeremy Irons. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he was in Aragon as well. He was Aragon as, as the old yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's in it as like the big bad guy. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it's just it's absolutely awful. It's just a generic fantasy movie, but advertisers and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um. So I hope we're not getting that just twenty three years later. I'm not gonna lie. I hope not. Well, obviously, you, we've got to appreciate that where we are now with cinema, hmm. like it, it it's. Not that it's not difficult to make a film bomb, but with where we are in terms of animation, in terms of script writing, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, we can make a nice, visually-looking film, and the trailer looks like it's going to be nice in terms That's of true. visuals. Yeah, they've got a great cast as well. Like, they've got Chris Pine. Yeah, we've got, we've got Chris Pine. We've got Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Regine? I don't know how to pronounce oh, the name. the guy from... The guy from... From Bridgerton. Bridgerton, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Justice Bloke, who was in Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah, the main yeah. guy in that, which obviously is a pretty cool film, and then Sophia, that gal from uh, from it, from it, yeah. cast is decent. Hugh Grant's in it as well, like I mentioned, yeah, yeah, um, which I'm pretty. I'm so the or oh, looking at it, like it's a good cast for this kind of film. It, it, it is a good cast. Um, it is a good cast. I, I would not have expected Hugh Grant to get on. Obviously, I know that he's been from an interview he did. He's been DMing for quite a while. Personally, I don't know if that was a joke, you know. Was I, it? Know, I told you that, but I think he was saying that the joke is like was an S and M joke. Oh. I think I misunderstood originally because I think I think Wizards posted about it. Oh, did they? I, I, I misunderstood. I <laughs> 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 no, was making an S and M joke. <laughs> oh, right, fair. Well, to be honest, if, if if you were to tell me you ran his DMs, I would have believed you because he ran the kind of guy that I can yeah. I can pitch play Dungeons Dragons. I can imagine his voice like DMing and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. got that kind of like not that Matt Mercer, but the kind of the old. The English yeah. Matt Mercer vibe. Um, he's, he's apparently like a rogue or something in the film. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 classes wise, so I've got them. So you've got Chris as the Bard, obviously. Nice. Michelle's a barbarian. We've got that regime person. I can't remember his name is yeah. a paladin. I didn't know Justice was a sorcerer. I don't know. I, I didn't know a sorcerer. I thought it would be a wizard. Obviously, Sophia's a druid, and then you've got Hugh Grant as a the rogue. as a rogue. Do you think we're going to see? 
kind of cameos of subclasses? I mean, or is it going to be a straight kind of... I don't know. I don't know if that'd be a bit too in-depth for the movie. Because you've got to think, they've got to, they've got to appeal to D&D fans, but they also mm. have to appeal to just general movie fans yeah, at the same time. You've it's got like, to like, everyone. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. MCU. They can't go in too in-depth mm. into like the whole lore that the Marvel comics have, have built up. It's got to be... They've got to appeal to a general audience as well. So I don't think so. And the fact that they have a druid, we'll come up with this in a bit more detail, but the fact that they've got a druid who can like turn into owl bears and probably other monstrosities that we'll see, shows, it seems to me that they're not trying to stick to the rules of the yeah, game yeah, too much. Yeah. They're just sort of trying to capture the whole idea of there being specialised you know, people in this fantasy world. Mm. I don't think it's necessarily yeah, going to be yeah. to that extent. It would be cool, but more what I want to see is just a fantasy world based on all the stuff that D&D yeah. has built up over 50 years. Yeah. Um, it does seem like we're getting like, some sort of glitch. I hope it's not... Like yeah, so, I've, yeah, I've got a feeling it... It's even going to be Vecna for the for, for the whole, you know, this is the, the, the main glitch of the entire kind of franchise. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if... The, I don't know if... if if they would have known that Vecna would have been the quote-unquote bad guy of Strange Things, they may have changed it. Yeah. But I feel that you know, with with where with where it's going to go from the trailers and stuff, I think that it, it might be or some form of glitch anyway. Like I mean, the bad guy. I, I do want to see Vecna on film because Vecna is a great villain, but I don't know if I'd want to see him this soon because I was sort of hoping that with he's like he's like a Thanos kind of he is character. Yeah, he's, he's, he's literally, yeah, he's yeah. It'd it, it be like doing it'd be like doing Ultron, like yeah. for, that, for that one one, one film. You don't want to see literally that. Like the first event. You yeah. you you yeah. want to see that build up of. Maybe him having some form of interaction, yeah, kind of not not directly, but hit, what, something hit, something that he's done an event, mm. the, the character the film scene, and then over time they start to build up, and then he. That's, like, that's what I mean. Make, make, like, make, make yeah, we want to see a build up to that sort of level of villain. The same if they just threw like Tiamat or the Raven, yeah, yeah, Raven yeah. Queen, sort yeah, of exactly. Style of character, we'd, we'd want to see a build up to that. And when it was announced, I was hoping we'd see like typical adventure you'd go on from like level one to five, sort of more lower. Style and then if if it was successful, then we'd see these same characters as they mm. go to hold like level twenty threats. But you'd have a series of what four films? And yeah, four films like you know, Endgame, Boss, Vecna level, um, you know, style boss fight, yeah. which would be would be sick. You know, build to it, but watching the trailer, it does seem like we're going to have some cool moments. But just for me, from a story perspective, if they are hoping to make a series out of this, it just seems. Like maybe they're jumping the gun onto like these mm. bigger threats too soon because we've seen like a couple of dragons in there. Mm. We've seen a lich style character in there, and yes, these are definitely iconic to Dungeons and Dragons. But you've already got things like the Displacer Beast, the Owlbear, the Chalatnus yeah. Cube, the Mimic. But all these iconic things are already in there. For me, the D and D fan, and just as a sort of film fan in general, I'd want to see that build up. Yeah, I think. From like a producer's point of view, though, I think they're going to go down the route of organs blazing, put all yeah. kind of cinematically can put into it to make it work. Yeah, which is obviously yeah. Like if you see everything, you're going to be excited about it. Yeah, but if they want to make a plan out of it, mm. they're going to struggle with what's the word? Struggle with trying not to not not to reuse content they've already used before. Yeah, and again, like if they use like Vector now, for example, mm. you can't really unless it's like a a different story or whatever bring him back up again because people don't want to see him. Well, true. Yeah, well, at the same time, I know it's different just creating a uh, D&D supplement and adventure to a whole film, but, like, with Strange Things and Vecna, Wizards release a Vecna supplement 
on the mm. Indie Beyond for free. And it was basically a new Vecna stat block artwork for Vecna and a whole adventure based around him as well. Oh, right, okay. And it was released sort of as part of Stranger Things, like the finale being released. Oh, right, okay. So it seems like there was some sort of communication. So, yeah. Them. They they knew it was all going on and, you know, um, Wizards did outrightly say, like, yeah, this is because of Stranger Things, it's yeah. a celebration of one of the you know biggest villains of all time in, in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so it would seem a bit weird that, as I say, I know the production levels are different for just an adventure supplement and a whole movie that they've probably been planning for years now. But it would seem, as you say, it would seem a bit too much Vecna, mm-hmm. which is why he is more an endgame sort of villain. People know who Vecna is now and are a lot more aware of who he is, so he's a lot more iconic. Mm-hmm. But that's all the more reason to have him as an endgame boss. Yeah. But that's just me. That, that's just. No, I think I agree. I'm just thinking now, like, like liches don't. Like, it's really hard to kill a lich. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do. Nine out of the time are going to come back. Oh, yeah. So it could be cool to have like a bit of a twist. Maybe they'd have like an end credit scene like every film does where they have a, you know, they beat him or, or beat this lich and everybody comes back. Yeah. You know, and the party dealing with it for the first time, they're unaware of obviously, you know, the the rules and the law behind. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And then so, you know, because obviously, yeah. you know, playing and if you fight a lich in a campaign is different from, from, from like, again, it's, it's really difficult in an essence to... to to be in the mindset of your character because you're so aware of all the law and the rules. Yeah. So, you know, killing a lich in, in, a, in a campaign setting, playing it, you know the repercussions of you killing it. Yeah. Whereas, in again, unless the characters know about it, they probably won't know yeah. the laws behind them, etc., and, and how they do. So you probably think, oh yeah, we beat him. We've, you know, we've, we've completed what we need to complete journey-wise. So then it's but then it's actually, you know, he, he's, he's defeated, he's powered back up again. Yeah. You know, a bit like a better way of telling... Palpatine in the in the more recent films, hmm. kind of like he's he's you know, he's died, quote unquote died. Yeah. They don't know he's back, yeah. But he's grown more powerful over time, yeah. and then they start seeing things in a couple of films. Yeah, they could be like clever links, like you know they they think they're taking on one villain, but you know there's someone else pulling lines. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Type, type thing. If we cool. one thing, obviously, we spoke to the boys about if they do make this a series, which I hope they do if it goes really well. Mm. Would you want to see the same adventuring group, or would you want to see a different party? Fighting a different on a different journey. That's See, this is the thing. I, it depends, <coughs> depends how they build up. It depends on if people, I guess, resonate with these characters. For me, if the characters are fun, if I want to see more stories from them, then yeah, absolutely, keep you know, keep going with, with what they have. With it being a Dungeons and Dragons potential film series, you could do a whole anthology series of like a load of different adventures, a load of different characters. You know, you you could you could go the whole full mile with it. My whole thing was when it was announced, and I think loads of people have made like memes about it online and stuff, and loads of people have talked about it, but I think it would have been not necessarily better, but just slightly more interesting, especially for D&D fans, to have it that the quote-unquote characters were just like these group of kids. Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things style, just in a cellar, just like playing Dungeons & Dragons, and we were just seeing like, almost from their imagination, you know, their fancy characters going on this adventure. Mm. And then, you know... As the, these young young kids grow up, as their characters have gone through loads of different stories, maybe even as their characters have died, and now you know we've got to see that moment not only in their imagination but also you know at the table with the kids, which would could be quite a good moment. Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like a coming of age kind of feel for them, like yeah. you're 
their experience and emotions that they didn't know that they not that they had what they've never yeah. experienced before yeah you could capture that magic of what you know like season one of Stranger Things had and maybe a little bit of what you know the first It film had as well just sort of not horror moments but just that sort of capture of yeah as you say sort of coming of age these young kids actually being young kids and just enjoying this game mm. and you could even at, at some points have like their real life sort of link into what's happening in the fantasy world type thing because I know for me as a DM you know what my experiences definitely affect my stories how I run and so you yep. can have like you know let's say there's like a school bully or something for the DM he's now sort of trying, almost like Bridget Terabithia style mm. where they're, what's happening in their, their real world is now transferring into yep. their fantasy world and the stories that yeah, it puts more emotion to what you're you're playing and it helps you bring that into the, the players yeah because you know a lot of what I love and especially with all these other podcasts is when the players get emotionally involved into their characters. I've said it before in our d sessions. Um, I'm quite envious of that because we haven't had that moment yet or had yeah. that realisation, probably because we're still quite young in our campaign with what we're doing for Tales. But uh, you know, when, when you watch Critical Role or Dimension 20, the, the, the players get attached to their characters, attached to situations. So seeing, like in this film, these kids maybe they've played these for level one and out and up, maybe that level five, six... Something bad happens. Mm. Yes, yeah, we see it all in fantasy kind of imagination style. But seeing those kids go through a bit of emotion, a bit of you know consolidation, you know, around the table because something bad's happening in the campaign. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. That would be interesting to see. But from the looks of what we've seen from the trailer, it might surprise us a lot. We don't know, but what we see from the trailer does seem to be just a general fantasy film, just inspired, heavily inspired by Dungeons and Dragons, which. I'm excited. I hope, I hope it's good. I really do because I think the whole Dungeons and Dragons film series could have a lot of potential. Yeah, it it's got like an MCU feel to it. Not in terms of like there's always going to be these massive climactic events, but you've, it's it's kind of it's they can take it as far as they want to take it. Yeah, they've got so much material to use. Mm. You know, they can even look towards the the creators of D and D. Sorry, the creators that have come around from these like the Crypt Parole guys having those guys. You know, not not be involved, but you know, kind of make their stories come to life and change them to make it kind of what they want it to be. Yeah. So the options are really limitless for them to actually make a series. And I thought it would be pretty cool. I think having it, yeah, you know, not saying that the cast won't do well. I just think that having a different cast each time makes it different. You, you know, because you want to see different classes, you want to see different things happen. They could probably touch on subclasses via backstories. Mm. You know, I was thinking that like, when we went over it a minute ago, maybe having that. You know, the sorcerer being a of uh, having draconic you know, bloodline is yeah. rather than a subclass as their backstory, mm. and and we as D and D fans see that as okay, that's their subclass. But yeah. to the average viewer, they see it as okay. Well, this sorcerer's got their power from their you know, from their from their ancestry, and yeah. and that's it to them. You know, yeah. um, so we're pretty cool seeing different classes if they go in subclasses and make it a bit more tailored for the audience or even as cameos would be pretty sick as well yeah no, that would be good um, I didn't get to know all them down because there was a lot but there was a lot of magic items a lot of spells we've seen yeah Green Flame Blade was one of the Akramba yeah, um, yeah. I can't remember what Rodriguez's axe is it was like a it was like a axe of fire or something I think yeah. it was but they seem to be pushing the boat out for the kind of small nods to the D&D fans so they can see some some interest from the items and the spells they're using do you think we'll see any Big boy, boy, big boy spells or big boy, or do you think we're going to have it completely kind of like like level one, two magic weapons? I hope so. I hope so because some some of the spells that we have in in, in Dungeons and Dragons are very very cinematic and could easily 
lend themselves to, to transferring well um, into, into film. And the same with like magic items, like things like cursed magic items and um, just these epic magic items that we all could easily recognise just from mm. seeing them. I think that yeah, I think there could be so many stories and elements that they could they could introduce quite easily from that sort of thing. Um, see, I hope they do because there's there's a lot of content to work from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like a lot. The, I'm, I'm not too sure what the helm is. I've seen people talk about online. I, again, in, in reality, I'm still a novice I've been doing it four years compared to everybody else. Yeah. Um, it seems to be quite a well-known item amongst the fans. I'm not sure if you know which one oh, it is. is. It? Oh, yeah. I, I can't find anything on it. No? It seems that people are suspecting that like the main story will focus around this helmet or it will be a key part of it in some way. Um, but I don't know if it's like a official item or not. Again, I think I watched the, the Dungeon Boys earlier and they mentioned it might have been a certain item, but, but no, it, it does look like it's going to be a question of they've they've helped this little, this bad guy accidentally yeah. realise or done it not realising the actual repercussions of what, what their actions are going to be. Yeah, because... And then they're going to spend the entire film trying to resolve that but be on the run because they, they're like, not what suspects, but they're like an, an accessory to the, to the problem. Yeah. So they're going to try and right the wrongs of what's happened yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Which is pretty cool. Um, and I, I do like the idea that the, that, that the bard is the leader of this group as well. Yeah. It's very kind of, bards are the very, obviously the most charismatic character you can play of, mm-hmm. especially with everything that we know people do with them. But seeing a bard take like the leader role of it and yeah. be the, the voice of reason is pretty, pretty cool. It's a bit different. Um, yeah. Because again, you think of the bard, they're the, one, like, they're the ones that get drunk, they're the ones that do all the wrong things that they do. They're, they are the face of the party, but they're not necessarily the leader. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so no, that is interesting, and I, and I think Chris Pine will, will probably knock it out of the park. Oh yeah, absolutely. To, to be honest, I think he's, he's a great actor. He was great in Star Trek and other mm. projects he's been in. So yeah, I'm not. One thing I saw in as well: the druid is actually a tiefling. Yes. Um, yeah. But obviously, I'll, I'll, the association wasn't there for me because of the skin. Obviously, yeah. it'd be difficult to be like a tiefling unless they do it like as a like a costume design. But um, I heard people mention it was like might be yeah. like a planeswalker tiefling for my three. Thirdish or something, something like that. I don't know. Something think... back in the day, like there's a nod to it, maybe. Oh right, I've, I've not, I've not heard about that. I, I've kind of, I've seen that she's mentioned as being a tiefling, not just like a, a satyr type character. Mm-hmm. But don't see why not. They wouldn't have made, you know, made her skin a different color. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's sort yeah. of just design yeah. choices not affecting me. But on the sort of subject of the film and like people getting weird and funny about certain things. I don't understand why people are getting yeah. so angry. About Literally, I was about thing. to say, I was wondering up next to the Albert controversy. Yeah, I, I I can't stand people. That I, I hate hate the people have a, a, a judge about it. It's like it's, it's, it's a film. It's, 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 it's a film, and you know what? It's cool. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, and I think as well, the DD community I've seen has actually someone's made a homebrew subclass called like the Circle of Monstrosities. Oh, so it made it so rules wise you can actually as a subclass turn into these different monstrosities yeah. like owlbears, chimeras, mm. um, uh, displacer beasts, all these different sort Sick. of monstrosities cool. that you usually wouldn't be able to turn into. But that's a DM rule or call it. I wouldn't mind. Exactly, and, and, and that's it. It's like especially with it being such a not I can make not a major turning point, but being such a big kind of event in the D and D space. Mm. You would think people don't just be only be raving about it because they're they're getting their kind of limelight now. That's what I mean. Obviously, with Stranger Things, it's been Stranger Things. I think was a quite a big catalyst for D and D again. Yeah. Obviously, we've had the Critical Role guys and all the other content creators on YouTube that have also pushed like it being to mainstream media. Hmm. Well, this is like the first bit of media which is dedicated to it that isn't 
you know, that, that, that that's coming from wizards. Yeah. Obviously, before the only thing we've had apart from that is the tales of the Vox Machina Amazon Prime yeah. uh, TV series, which obviously is really good. But this is like the first official kind of big screen moment that we that we've had since the one in two thousand, which obviously thought was terrible. Yeah. And I'm just surprised that so many people have just have kind of picked out. That's, oh, you can't yeah. do this, or there must be this level. That's what I mean. do that. it's, 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 it's almost like people don't want the movie to exist mm. it's with some of the hate it's getting already, even though it's not released yet. To be honest, now is is the best time to be a D and D fan. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're getting one D and D has just been announced, but we'll talk talk about that in more detail at another point. But we're getting a whole new film, hopefully a whole yeah. new film series. And as you say, it's been in Stranger Things. We've got Critical Role. It's it's been it's the most popular that it's ever been in the whole fifty years it's existed, and it's such a good time to be a D&D fan mm. so I don't understand why it's getting so much hate yeah. and if it does well stuff like this just isn't going to exist anymore no and, and that's it you know and I think that's a testament to the MCU like so many people complain about it but the, the high majority don't so that's yeah. why they keep following it because people like enjoy it yeah just just talk about MCU and the D&D move together the, the soundtrack the trailer was I can't remember the song's called Top of Head so you aren't there Tom but I can't oh, remember I love. that's the one yeah. um, and it kind of gave me like Takawatiti Ragnarok kind of vibe. Yeah, so, I was that. do you think we will? Do you think they'll capitalize on the the action fantasy fun aspect that the MCU's done really well in terms of having a an overarching plot, maybe with the funny moments, potentially an overload of corny jokes. I, I, I think Ragnarok was a good film, but not Ragnarok. Sorry, um, Love and Thunder. Yeah, but for, like we said, it had one too many jokes for me for my yeah. liking. But do yeah. you think we will? have that kind of blend of what the DC tried to emulate, having a fun film that's kind of catered to everyone, but has that overarching plot with a bit of funniness, a bit of dread, a good soundtrack, maybe 80s, 90s, early 2000s thing. I think inevitably it will do because the guys behind Wizards, the guys behind Hasbro aren't stupid. Mm. You know, they, they know what they're doing with every product they make and this is not going to be any different. They know that the MCU has been ridiculously successful and like anyone, they're going to try and hop on that train and try and emulate what they've done. Um, so, yeah, inevitably, I'm, I'm hoping it does because with Ragnarok, it was a very fun movie, good soundtrack, as you say, good comedic moments, but also when it, when it was serious, when it, needed, when it needed to be serious, it had, had those moments. And I hope that's what they emulate with Dungeons & Dragons. But going back to the point I made before, that's sort of why I want a slow build up to these things because the reason the MCU or a big reason why the MCU has been so so successful is because it builds up to big moments. Yeah. We, we didn't start... We, we, we didn't get Thanos day one we got exactly. it over 20, yeah. like 20 films. Yeah, exactly. We didn't get Infinity War with the first Iron Man film. Yeah. You know, and that's why I'm... A, that's my... Looking back at the trailer, that's probably my biggest worry is that they're jumping the gun a bit too soon with these big things and I just hope but they take their time with it because that's how it's going to build up. You know, make these smaller things seem like big threats for these characters at the time. Yeah. But in reality, it's it's not. You know, maybe they're just dealing with how, how, how I would run it personally. If we're talking about a four film series, I would have it so the first film, if we're talking Dungeons the Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, introduce this sort of ragtag group of hired mercs or sort of just part of this, uh, you know, uh, thieves guild type, type group. Maybe they did steal the wrong thing from the wrong person, but we're talking just like an aristocrat type, yeah. type person, you know. The, the a jewel rather than a, yeah. than a power so relic. Something, it's something, yeah, something, something a bit more political. Than yeah, a, something yeah. on those lines and have it so the whole, so the whole point of this movie is them trying to 
run away from this aristocrat who's making their lives very, very difficult, and maybe have them come across these different D and D fancy creatures like you know sort of low level monsters like yeah. Splice of Beasts mimics, as they already are doing, but we build up to it. And the second film is like. I don't know. It's 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 a level five to ten level three. Yeah, I was, so. just about, I was about to say. So, like, if, if you had, I can see in my perfect world, it'd be a four. If you want to sit with the same party, a four yeah. film series. Yeah, and it's one to five first film, five to ten, ten to fifteen, ten to tw- fifteen to twenty, That's and have it so over time, like like you were about to say, the overarching plot and the villain gets more difficult. Yeah. So, so maybe at the end of the first film, there's something which ties to. Yeah, the the overarching body maybe let, let's say it's Vecna. Yeah. Uh, the second the second film, something which is relevant to, to like a level five to ten adventure, then there being parts of parts of this this Vecna maybe inadvertently making problems to the party that they yeah. can't really it doesn't make any sense why it's happening because they're focused on this, but this is also happening. Yeah. And then over time, like a bit like like with Thanos having it so the last film evidently comes to that final battle and yeah. having them having them so so obviously we've grown them as a party. Yeah. They've they've grown as they've grown as play or characters in terms of like a rule point of view. Obviously they've got more spell slots, they've got more attributes, they can do different things. Yeah. So the so the bar that we see in the in the first film is nothing in comparison to what the bar is in the last film. Yeah. You know, kind exactly. Of and we've seen them like get these different magical items and we've seen those magical items be part of their character as happened with D&D characters and we see these different things that happen. And yes, the first film is like them dealing with this weird aristocrat person and they've stolen from them, it's gone wrong or whatever. But then the, like, the end credit scene is like, oh, it turns out they worship Vecna or something. Mm. Or like they're funding some sort of cult towards Vecna. Yeah. And then the level 5 to 10 film is them dealing with this cult, is them dealing with these different cult members mm. and trying to take them down. It's a bigger threat than just running away from an aristocrat and dealing with this whole secret organisation. In the third film, you could introduce the whole idea of Vecna. Maybe someone steals the hand and eye of Vecna. Maybe the end of the second film is that this cult found, managed to find the hand and eye of Vecna, which are like these obviously powerful artefacts, and we learn about that throughout the, that mm. film. And then the third one is in dealing with the fact that someone's stolen it and cut off their own arm and eye and have now, you know, joined that with their body and now they're a threat in themselves. But then the end of that film, or leading on to the fourth and final film, they've actually now managed to actually, part of this cult and maybe this person who had the hand and eye has now managed to actually summon Becca. They've actually yep. brought them back in some way. And then that's the that's sort of pinnacle of the, the four-part series, you know, seeing where, seeing where that goes. But that's... It, that, that's just me. I just hope it, yeah, it's just me hoping that it's good, hoping they don't rush it because we've seen that with DC and I would hate for this to flop because... Oh, yeah, I think you are with, with DC, again, we can touch on this in another podcast, obviously, when we talk more superhero films, but they've tried to replicate... Well, I said, no, actually, no, let's let, tell, tell that about they They did their own thing. They, they yeah. made, tried to make... They tried to make... They tried to portray the, the dark DC, like with Man of Steel, with the Batman films, etc., with Batfleck and whatever. That didn't work per se. They then went to a bit more light-hearted with Wonder Woman, with Shazam, kind of used the recipe that Marvel's have kind of tailored and, and perfected. But still, we're at a point where DC isn't, isn't captivating. Yes, I do enjoy some of the films, but I'm not looking forward to the next DC film. Like, don't get me wrong, like, Black Adam, yeah, it might be an alright film, but with Marvel, you are always looking forward to that next film because that you know, they've they've built it up. Whereas, like you said, I would I would hate for them to kind of put all the kind of put all the stops out in this this D film 
for it not to be as great as you want it to be, for them not to come out another film, or for them not to set up another film, or the, the only time I can see that working is if they do make it anthology based on having every film completely irrelevant to the film. Yeah. Maybe having somewhat like cameos or some tie-ins, but, but long story short of it is that every film is a party going through their own adventure with yeah. different, but then you've got the problem, like with the MCU, is you'll, you'll, you'll start losing ideas because you've already used them in previous films. Yeah. You know, with that it's a bit different, but you can't have dragons throughout this first film and then have dragons throughout the second film, even though they're relevant to D&D. Yeah. It's just going to be boring because you're just to follow over again. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I do think, you know, after 50 years worth of, you know, of the game, I do think there's plenty of, of stuff for them to make movies from, you know, especially if you're basing it off big, you know, big bad villains. You've got Vecner, you've got Tiamat, you've got Strahd. Like a Curse of Strahd. Strahd would be Curse pretty of cool. Strahd would be sick. That'd yeah. be so good. You know, you've got all of these iconic D&D villains that could easily make very, very good films. I like the idea of... Cause I, I, I've always wanted to play Waterdeep, but I don't, I don't know a lot about it, but the kind of the criminal murder mystery side of it, having a bit more like yeah, of a... that's more what I wanted from the first film. Yeah. Because you know, the whole idea of Waterdeep is, is yeah, you're all, you're all in this city, like the adventure is based in the city, and it's all a race to find this treasure. And that's what I was hoping from, after seeing the trailer and after thinking about it a bit more, that's what I would have more hoped for, mm-hmm. a more Waterdeep-based style adventure. That Rather than being like, up, a, yeah, like a world-ending yeah, event. exactly. Yeah. But then that sets up what we've got in the future. And that, that's my issue with a lot of films, especially with like superhero films nowadays. Well, as I say, we'll probably go into it more. But not everything needs to be a world-ending event. Mm. Not everything needs to be big scale because then nothing's big scale. Yeah. You know? It, but it's like, think of Iron Man. Like, Iron Man's first threat was um, what's-his-face? Um, Iron Man. I, yeah. And he, and, he was, and he was just another guy in a suit. Yeah. Whereas you look, you look at Endgame and the threat was, and, well, an alien from, from another planet with, with the power to, to rewrite the universe. Yeah. Like, if, if, if we get that in the first film with Vecna... Yeah then it, it's really hard to kind of peak from that because it feels like you've already such a high bar, you can't then, there's not much you can do to increase that. Whereas if you start low and as, like you said, I think a water deep kind of inner city story dealing with small scale things to to the party, it's obviously big scale because that's the situation they're in. But having that and then building up to the kind of bar rather than it setting the bar so high, yeah, I think would would have helped in the long run if they want to make this using the same party anyway, a, a, a series of, of movies. Yeah, and that, that's my point. And this is obviously a sus- suspecting it's going to be Vecna. It, it just looks like a lich-type necromancer character. But yeah, that's just what I hope for. But we'll see. Have you got any more thoughts, Tom? Um, I didn't really. I, at this point, I would love to take questions from the audience, but we need to build one first time. We'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. In the meantime, though, I do have something to, to share with you, which honestly just uh, makes my blood boil. And to be honest, it, it has done with the DD community. Those of you who are on DD Reddit, chances are you've seen this before, but it's just it's just makes no sense to me. So this person basically posted about a um, an experience they had with their DM, and it reads: DM says a male human character with an eighteen strength is still physically stronger than a human female with a 20 strength start. Oof. Yeah. So, basically, the reason going on, yeah, it goes on to say that this has been going on for a while and my girlfriend has been feeling down due to how it's unfair and completely broken fancy emergence is expected. We're going to leave the group anyways, but the other players are very chill and they want to keep playing with them and they feel the same way. It's really just the DM, to be honest. I know his world, his rules, but still. 
So I don't, I don't, don't this, uh, yeah, we're going to keep uh, this as far away from political as we can, but in the day and age we're in, there are women that are stronger than men. Yeah. Like they just, they just are. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I do know that, that, that males generally probably are the, the stronger of the two sexes. However, it is not impossible for women to be strong. No. Like, I mean, they're probably hundreds of them stronger than me. No, and the thing is, with, with the D&D game, that is and that's the what, yeah. start. That yeah, and even, but in the D&D game, it is, it's not a question of genetics. It's the fact that the stats reflect the character. Exactly. You can't tell me that, you know, like a, a wizard with, you know, sorry, a, a, yeah, a wizard with 10 intelligence is, um, you know, I'm trying to think of the option here, is less smarter than a Goliath, for example, at 12 intelligence, is, is more smart than a yeah. Goliath at 12 intelligence, yeah, exactly. even though Goliaths are generally more, you know, stupid, but they're, they're not, they're not as... Stereotypically, yeah, 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 yeah. If, you, if you think yeah. of Grog from Critical Role, yeah. he is... The, the you know the dumb brute that fights a lot. Yeah. The but, wizard is is the bookworm, but yeah. the class or the doesn't determine how smart you are. It's the stats that do. Yeah. You know, it's not the it's not the, yeah. It doesn't matter what sex your character is. Your yeah. That is your stat. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like again, you could be a you could be a what like a gnome. Yeah. And you and with a twenty strength and a Goliath of eighteen. The gnome is in, in, in terms yeah. of the game, the the, the gnome stronger. It's, yeah. It's outraged that someone ever think that. Yeah. It doesn't make um, sense. Yeah. So it doesn't make that's, sense. It's just it's just another example of just someone forcing their obviously their old fashioned views onto people around the table, which I just can't I just can't stand. I wonder how I wonder how old the DM is. That is also a good point. That's also a good point. How the person who originally posted this writes, they seem quite mature though. So I don't know if it is more of a mature group. However, I also wouldn't be surprised if it was like some. Teenage DM watched him with Andrew Tate. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. basically, pretty much. But then also <laughs> the same saying that if, if this is a full grown adult man saying this shit, are you not embarrassed? Exactly. You know I, mean? I, I, I think that's worse. And, and obviously, if someone said that in real life, you know, it, it, it's not great regardless. But using the, it's like he knows what the rules are, but doesn't want to acknowledge what the rules are. Yeah, you know, because of his because of. of, of I say his, and, and it wasn't meant. Blake wasn't it? They, they I, confirmed, I, they, was it? I, don't, I don't know if they did confirm. Cause I, cause I, I know that I'm assuming, but I, but I assume it would be a man anyway. But yeah, it's it's putting there. He's putting his his outlook on life onto yeah. onto a fantasy game, and, and regardless, yeah, stats I mean. and stats. The, the stats are a mathematical way to scale and measure that person's ability, mm. and that's a universal stat. It's not. From race to race, or gender to gender, or was it sex to sex? Even it's it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Um, so I don't know. it's just these little things with Dungeons and Dragons that just really annoy me. The stuff that just doesn't matter at all. Mm. And as I say, it just seems like some. But it's fantasy, like 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 even if I hate say even if your viewpoint is that in real life, yeah, it's fantasy. That you're playing yeah. fantasy, so it, like it should like it, anything goes, kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know why it's so. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 th- I think I think it hurts more knowing that's a, a DM saying that. I yeah. think, like, if it was a player, not n- not that you would let them off more so, but it it doesn't have that much more of a a weight to it because you that you they're not playing, yeah, you know, they're, they're they're not doing it. But the fact that a DM is first not sticking to the rules and not and doesn't doesn't comprehend how the, the you know the rules actually work apparently, mm. and secondly bringing in you know their and we talk about viewpoints and feelings earlier in terms of where you can bring them in to help the game, but that doesn't help. It's just a 
It's just a point that they want to make. The point saved. That's it. And, and the fact that it's got to the point where a player is now wanting to leave the table, that's that's awful. That's the last thing a DM should make mm. a player want, make a player feel. If I if I was DMing a table and something that I had done or said had upset someone to the point where they wanted to leave the table, I would feel awful. Yeah, of course. Because like it, it first of all, it's probably your friend, mm. or even if they're not, it's still you know someone's feelings. And second of all, it, it, it's 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 supposed to be fun. Yeah, so, a big yeah. part of being a DM is that that you you get the fun from having the fun. Like, I don't want I like writing stories, I like making up campaigns and whatever, but. The fun comes from seeing the fun and enjoyment from the players. That's it. And if and if yeah. and if you make a mistake that like on that kind of grade, mm. then as much as they'll be, you you feel devastated. Yeah, of course, I absolutely would be. And if if you if if you don't think that having fun with your friends is like a key element of playing D and D, and you just want to tell a story, right? But yeah, that's that's absolutely. Sort of it. But yeah, I just wanted to, to share that and sort of see. Uh, your two piece on it because it, honestly, it just—it's just—it's just, yeah. It just, if, if anybody disagrees with what me and Tom are saying, by the way, then feel free not to listen to the podcast anymore. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Just like yeah, we, don't, we don't want any any of you men or women who believe yeah, in that. Don't, go again. Yeah, don't care. Like, don't care. Stop it, mate. We, 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 we don't want to hear it. Um, lost, so. Just for Reddit as we're talking. Um, it's just in. and I, I, oh, no, not just in. It was from a year ago. I think <laughs> I think we may already spoke about it, but right. I think it would be cool to mention now. Yeah, go on. So someone's mentioned that someone. Put a meme about a DD move based around the Muppets. And I think <laughs> you may have spoken about it before, but the idea of the, the Muppets playing around a table. Yeah. And then when it comes to the action scenes and the imagination, their characters are being played by celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine if this film, and, and we take the idea of like the kids playing and going between, are the Muppets yeah. playing the characters. Who do you think would, what Muppet would be what character? I think Kermit would be a bard. Yeah. Yeah, he'd definitely be. Almost like a leader type type mm. bard character with all the charisma. Miss Piggy um, be the barbarian? Oh, for sure. For she's, sure. She's a bit ruthless. Or, or a monk. Maybe <laughs> monk barbarian multi-class. She's got far, far too much yeah. anger behind that that woman. She needs help. I'd probably have animals as a barbarian as well. Probably just straight barbarian. I'm trying to think of other Muppet characters. I can't think of any Muppets. I'm going to cookie monster as my head. That's, 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 that's uh, Sesame Street. Oh, they're the same thing in my head. <laughs> right, let's have a look at Muppets. It's my, it's my, it's my Americanized. Um, so you'd probably have um, to be honest a lot of them are probably bards to be honest um, right uh, so oh Gonzo what would Gonzo be yeah a lot of them would be bards not be funny Fuzzy would be a bard uh, Gonzo would probably be a bard I don't know what Beaker would be Swedish chef he'd be his own like weird chef class he'd be like bits that dude um to be fair, I do want to do an episode on us talking about um, what films you think would make great Muppet remakes. Oh, yeah, trust we've got so, so many so many films that you could say. That would be funny. It's we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> that because that is a, that is a good topic. I don't know how to end the podcast. I don't either. Um, it's been fun though. It's been. It's, been a, it's been a fun fun first podcast. Obviously, yeah. we we've been we doing the D and D podcast for a while now, so we're kind of used to that kind of. Well, the first few sessions are really awkward, to be honest, yeah. because you're... It's like this now. Even though we talk about this stuff all the time, it's so hard to, to, to talk about things when it's you're... Really talking about it when you're being recorded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, you know you're, when you know you have to talk, it's harder to talk. Yeah. Whereas yeah. just sitting here on a sofa talking about stuff randomly we do all the time, yeah. so it's a bit, a bit difficult. But we're going to plan to do more of these, talk about more topics that aren't d as well. I mean, obviously, we'd love to branch out, speak to some new audiences. You know, we've got a lot of 
superhero topics we want to talk about. We've got one deed to talk about. That was announced two days ago, I think, from the time of this recording. Other things, games, anything really that you know, that kind of falls under the nerd geek you know, mantra. Uh, we're about to see Bullet Train right now, so we might do a Bullet Train review. Yeah. Second time I've seen it Second as well. Second time I've seen it. Um, Great film. Probably one of the films of the year for me. And I've not seen Top Gun yet, so I need to kind of get on that ride. Um, but yeah, we're going to do more topics like this, as Josh said. Uh, we've got already some like gaming content and the D&D podcast tells a midfield that we do. So if you want to hear more from us, go go look there. You know, there's, there's, We're trying to get some more content out there. So we hope you enjoy it. But we'll see you next time. Yeah. Hopefully with some other people, we're going to have, we've got, well, we've got obviously the Talks guys coming in, so Tom, Charlie and Benoit, they're going to come in. We've got some other friends that haven't done a podcast before, doing a podcast that will bring in some topics. And yeah, we'll try to get these uploaded probably as an interval with, D, with the D&D podcast as well. We'll have some other videos coming out that now and again, but I think for Fridays we're going to stick to podcasts and either the Tales campaign or a podcast like this. So until that next episode... Wish you all the best and we'll see you then. The end. Bye.